Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. It's funny to me. <laughs> Ain't no questions this week about Brian Kelly from Notre Dame fans, Stephen A. Smith. Nobody has anything bad to say about Brian Kelly this week, today. I guess all of a sudden the administration and LSU per Stephen A. Smith feels better about Brian Kelly now. All it took was going down to Gainesville and clapping some gator cheeks. Funny what winning does, isn't it? Funny what winning does. Nobody talking about Jane Daniels. Pull him is what you were saying last week. <laughs> Game, this game, ladies and gentlemen, you have to be patient with. We'll talk about the LSU recap. We did the film study. We'll tell you some good things that we saw, some things that have to be fixed this week against Ole Miss, or it's going to be a very tough one, Saturday at 2.30. We'll look into both the recap and the preview uh, to start off the show here tonight. Some things that I thought were just glorious. And guys, why I still think LSU is on the verge of being an eight and fourteen. 
Can they get to nine wins? Yes. Could, could, could they lose to somebody they're not supposed to? Also, yes. But they have it in them if they want to go grab it. They got nine wins. They can do it. Carter, the power, Bryant, joins us 730, like he does every Monday. We'll break down the LSU Tigers. Something interesting, a note that Carter brought into this show a couple of weeks ago. Teams that have back-to-back road games in the SEC usually don't bode too well. Ole Miss has LSU away and Texas A&M. They're more than likely going to go one-on-one in one of those games. It's just history. It's repeating itself. And look, that line for LSU Ole Miss has changed so drastically as LSU opened up yesterday as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. And now, at least as I was coming on the show, maybe it changed, maybe it didn't. But as the last time I saw it, LSU is now at a point-and-a-half favorite over those Ole Miss Rebels. We'll talk about their weaknesses and strengths as well here tonight. Uh, uh, SEC Week 7 recap. Guys, Saturday morning we did the SEC show, and I mentioned it throughout the week. I did not like Mississippi State going to Kentucky, even though Mississippi State has the best defensive back in the country in Emmanuel Forbes. If you don't know who Emmanuel Forbes is, you need to go look him up. He's going to be a top 15 pick in this NFL draft, and if he doesn't, he's going to be the biggest steal of the draft. He's had two Derek Stingley type of seasons. Let me repeat that. He's had two Derek Stingley type of seasons once when he was a freshman, and this year I believe he's right at five interceptions, had a pick six this week. Uh, We'll go around, obviously, Tennessee uh, takes down Alabama. Got to admit, man, one of the best games that I remember watching during the regular season since LSU played Alabama in 2019 in Tuscaloosa. And we'll end it off the show. Joey B. Joey Burrow did it again. Joey B. did it again. Can't believe it. Me and uh, Trey from GM Vardo and Sons were there live uh, at the game. And I looked at him and told him, it's like, look, man. Joey B, he's about to do it. Joe Burrow's about to do it. And he did. I see a lot of people asking about Rafino's rants about Notre Dame. Uh, Darren says, LMAO at Notre Dame. Those fighting trees can be tough. How are you liking that dumpster fire, Brian Driscoll? Newsflash, your problem wasn't Brian Kelly. Bingo. Bingo. It was never Brian Kelly. It was never Brian Kelly, but they're not talking shit. What's funny is, is that people can talk all that trash, but then when their teams' cheeks start getting clapped, they're speechless. They're speechless. Brian Kelly is 13 and three, or 13 and two, or 13 and three over the last two seasons so far combined. No, no, more than that. Shit, they're at five wins. So what they got? They had eleven wins when uh, last season. So sixteen wins, three losses. So the last twenty games of Brian Kelly's tenure as a head coach, he's sixteen and three. That's unreal, man. It's unreal, guys, that he's able to do that. Sixteen and three is Brian Kelly over the last 
two seasons so far. Let's see how the Tigers finish it out this year. Uh, let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get started. Stephen Fry, a good friend over at Fry Construction, says, What's worse than a Bama fan? A fair-weather LSU fan. Let BK do his thing. I'm not saying that this person's a uh, fair-weather fan, but did y'all see Barstool Mincy? We had him on the show last week. Said something r- ridiculously crazy like F-, F LSU or something like that. As, as good as LSU fans have been to Barstool Mincy. Oh, Biggs, stop freaking out. Hell no. He rides the LSU coattails. I'll tell it to his face. I don't give a shit. Hell or shit. Barstool's coming down to LSU, one of your employees. You don't have an LSU dude saying F LSU or something like that. I mean, I'll tell I'll tell Mincy to his face. I, I could care less. I could care less. My, my, my point being is don't ride on the coattails, man. Don't ride on the coattails. Don't come here. During baseball season, saying, yeah, oh, LSU is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. You also said F them. Doug Ray says, Glenn, that will be raised within an hour. Why are you always so negative? I don't, Doug, I don't think that's the real Glenn Kilbo, buddy. <laughs> I think I, I think somebody is to, is pulling your chain. The real Glenn Gilbo would not, um, would not be in here. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. The mayor, who for weeks on top of weeks has been in this show saying, pull Jaden Daniels, start Garrett Nussmeyer, has just commented on the show. JD5 coming alive. Look at you. Look at you. Tim Graves says, we don't give a shit. Hell no, we don't. Hell no. Hell yeah. Damn right. Hotty tidy, gosh almighty, who the heck are we? Hey, flam, flam, bam, bam. The Tigers are going to stick it up our ass by a damn because you coming down to Baton Rouge. Pause. You want to talk to stuff? You want to run your mouth? All right, now. Both can play that game. Andrew Paul Sub Martin says, Minty will be overshadowed by the presence of Dave Portnoy at Fred's anyway. <laughs> Hey, don't, I, I'm just messing with Mincy a little bit. I'm just messing with Mincy. It's all in good favor. Uh, Mayor says, ha, 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 I was wrong. Let's roll. Oh, okay. All right. Didn't apologize to us, though. Martin on Facebook says, Josh Williams is a beast. That he is, man. You got to, you have to, look, bottom line, bottom line is, you got to be, you got to love the character and the young man that Josh Williams is. His story is unreal of his path on how he's here. First 100-yard game, gets the game ball. Guys bust off a 51-yard run to start off the second half, breaking arm tackles, running dudes over for Florida. Really and truthfully, that's not even the – him having over 100 yards in my film study today, which we'll start to show off with, his 100 yards wasn't even the biggest part of his game on Saturday, in my opinion. It was what he was doing in pass blocking. Picking up guys, picking up linebackers, chipping the defensive ends. Brian Kelly talking about that today. You know, Emory Jones might get beat just a little bit. Here comes Josh Williams to chip the defensive end. He goes in the flat. He runs a linebacker over that's coming on a blitz. He absolutely depleted one of them. My point is, is this, guys. He's your best overall back right now. You know, good. you could say that about Amarni Goodwin. 
and I wouldn't necessarily disagree, but as I've said on the show a, a, a thousand times, the best ability is availability. Josh Williams is always there. He's old reliable, man. He's old reliable. You got to love the kid, and we love him here at AYS. All right, last one, then we'll get rolling. Uh, Paul Escon says, again, Savion uh, over Ali Gay. Also, 40 can never, ever come off the field anymore, never again. <sighs> yeah, I can't. I, I Look, there's no real excuses. I'm not going to harp on it like some people do. I still think, though, Paul, I, I still think they're not trying to give Harold Perkins too much, right? Like, I, I still feel that they think that, you know, they're giving him three assignments. Look, Harold Perkins is only doing three things when he's out on the field. Either he's going to go out in the flat, maybe in a mid-range coverage, he's going to rush the pass, or he's going to spy the quarterback. That's all Harold Perkins is doing. He's exceptional at that. Let him get up to speed. I, I promise you this. The coaching staff's not putting him in, in the game because they don't think he's the best linebacker on the team. I'll promise you that. I think their thing is with Harold is, is the game, you know, is he going to bust assignment that breaks along with? But the problem with that, though, is if that's the way that they're thinking, then what's the excuse for everybody else and you giving up 35 points to Florida? We'll get on. I promise you the first thing that we're talking about. So listen. You guys know this as well as anybody. Uh-oh, Pooh. What you doing, dog? What you you coming up here all up in the show? What you eating? I just got to eat football practice. Well, what are you eating? Virus. I mean, we don't we don't care what are you eating? You can't come up in the show having food and What's not up, tell Jack? us what you got. You're eating you're eating a guy named Jack. What? <laughs> you know that shit's funny. Don't play around with me. Yeah, Pooh Bear's a little bit late. <clears throat> His son, Dill Pickle? Dill Pickle had practice, right? Dylan had practice? Yeah. So, uh, Pooh's son had practice today. St staller, a baller, dude. Baller. Uh, baller, baller. You know, you know, I got to give Pooh Bear a hard, a hard time. He goes, I'm eating Jack's. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Pooh, I got it for you. Hold on. Then we'll get rolling. Hold on. Here it is. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Y'all have no idea how Paul. long I've been waiting to do that. I finally got you. I feel like Mick Foley at WrestleMania. When he got when he got the rock and he goes, you know he he did the. Uh, it doesn't matter how it makes you feel at WrestleMania. That's how I feel right now. That's how I feel. Uh, big big MC says O line looking good. Yeah, they are. They really are. We'll we'll talk about them uh, in the breakdown and the recap. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's get this thing rolling. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. So many of you are watching this live right now here on Facebook. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Hit the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. We appreciate you doing this, doing that for us. Also, if you missed it last week, you can hear it here tonight. We are trying to get to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. We are going to do a $300 giveaway. If you subscribe, one lucky subscriber, no matter if you've already been subscribed or not, one lucky subscriber, maybe two, 
We'll get $300 if we get to 5,000 subscribers by November the 1st. So subscribe, tell all of your buddies about it, tell all of your friends about it, family, everything for your chance to win. If you get multiple people to do it, send it to us. We'll put your name more into that drawing for that giveaway. Also, if you're listening to us on TuneIn app, radio, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. We greatly, greatly appreciate you doing that. All right, let's get to our first break. Let's do this review. We we did a lot of uh, of talking good things on the post game. They were warranted. Jaden Daniels, all the guys, they are warranted. We will talk about that. But a big concern I have after watching film, we'll talk about that next as we go into Ole Miss. We'll be right back in a minute. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Vardo and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino sent you on by. Andrew Paulsha Martin says there's more people in this chat than the Broncos Chargers game. <laughs> Is it that bad? Are the Broncos that bad? Aren't they like three and three or three and two, four and two? I mean, two and four or two and three? Okay. So they can get three and three tonight. Uh pressure. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Um Everybody do us a favor. Hit the like and share. Stop what you're doing. Hit the like and share. Uh, Lamar Williams, big pressure in the building, says, what concerns do you have? So let's get to that. I'll get to that in just a minute. Guys, I got to be honest. When you turn back on this film, when you rewatch this game, shout out to Jaden Daniels. There's no other way around it. Shout out to Kayshawn Booty. You know, I'll, I'll agree, and we talked about this on the postgame show, but me and him were texting during the game uh, or at least me and Blaine were. I, I mean, guys, when uh, there was a lot of people in the media, a lot of fans, when Jane Daniels hit Kayshawn Booty on that that first time in the game, first quarter, first drive, a lot of people around the country said, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here they go. And, guys, quite honestly, it didn't stop. You know the stats. You remember the game. Kayshawn with six catches, over 100 yards. 
You have Brian Thomas Jr. that went off. The old reliable and Jare Jenkins. Malik Neighbors was getting some touches. Uh, John Emery for the finally catching the ball out of the backfield multiple times throughout the game. One going for a touchdown. Josh Williams getting it going on the ground. Guys, offense looked good. O-line struggled a little bit in areas, mostly on the right side, but they held their own and they did really well. I thought Charles Turner did really well. Guys, there's not a lot. Maybe outside of first and second downs, you know, LSU was in a lot of third downs this past Saturday night. They were able to convert them. Jane Daniels, guys, went eight of nine on third down when throwing the football. That's not that's not good. That is elite. Okay, let me say this again. Jane Daniels going eight for nine for, I think, like close to 150 yards this past Saturday on Thursday. I mean, on third down is elite. I talk about on this show all the time. If you win third down, it's the money down. If you win third down offense and defense, no matter what, you're going to win football games, and you're going to win a lot of them. What happened this past Saturday? Jane Daniels went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on third downs, trusting his receivers, throwing the guys quick hitches to guys like Kyron Lacey, breaking a couple tackles, throwing with anticipation. Guys, it's always been there. It's always been there. And I, I think that for now, for now, Guys, now you know why Brian Kelly never even remotely came close to pulling Jane Daniels and putting in Garrett. That's not to say Garrett Nussmeyer is not going to be a good quarterback, that he's not extremely talented. Now that everybody's kind of calm and on neutral field, like everybody's kind of chill and cool with what the offense did. Guys, that's the type, that's the type of game that Jay, we expect from Jane Daniels. It's always been there. It has always been there. With that being said, his receivers helped him out, his O-line helped him out, his running backs helped him out, his scheme helped him out. Everything around him got better this past Saturday too, not just him. Not just him. Now, can he and this offense be consistent in doing that? We'll see. I think that they can. Once you hit that pinnacle, once you hit that stage, once you're able to do score six touchdowns in your opening six possessions, you can do it. Ole Miss defensively is not much better. Maybe statistically they are, but they're not much better than what you're going to see in Florida. What's interesting is, what's interesting is, of the top 10 teams in the country, the strength of schedule, who do you think has the hardest strength of schedule so far this season in the top 10 in the AP poll? It's number, number one of those teams at sixth is Alabama. Alabama, too, so far has faced the toughest schedule in the SEC. You know who the dead last of the top 10 teams with the or the weakest strength of schedule has been? Ole Miss. My point in saying that is you have seen better defenses and better teams defensively than what Ole Miss has played so far. Vanderbilt doesn't have a better defense than Florida. I'll be really honest really and truthfully, I think up front in the front seven, Auburn and Florida are a lot alike in a lot of ways. You can do it. You can do it at 2.30 here this upcoming Saturday. If you have offensive performances like you did, you're not going to hear me bitch. There's nothing I can come in here and say. The only thing that we can do at this given moment is praise how good that they did. We can break the game down, and we will a little bit with Carter Bryant, things that they did well at 7.30. We can talk about all that. Truth is, scheme got better. And look, 
Brian Kelly was peppered today in his press conference about, hey, coach, you had a, you had a play call sheet. What was that about? I, I'm not saying he lied. I'm, he kind of fibbed. He, you could tell he was kind of like, yeah, just, you know, I'm telling the coordinators this and that. No, he's, being, he's doing what Saban would do. He's doing what Saban would do. This is where Brian Kelly makes his money. And he's making it. Guys, offensive, uh, you saw the play sheet with Brian Kelly. Things on offense got a lot better, did it not? You put two and two together. I don't believe what he's saying. I believe he's got a lot of his hands along this offense, and you saw what happened. This isn't Les Miles, oh, well, Blake Les has got his hands in the playbook. Orgeron's got his hands in the defense. Horseshit. Brian Kelly knows what he's doing. He's been a play caller. Was a play caller at Cincinnati. The best offensive year that Notre Dame had. Guess who Guess who had his hands all in the offense? Brian Kelly. You have a guy that's been there and done that. You remember those Cincinnati teams when they went undefeated? How great their offenses was. He was calling the plays there. He can do that. That's how good of a play caller he can be if need to be. Now, Mike Denbrock was calling a lot of the plays. I'm not taking – he was calling all the plays. I'm not taking that away from him. The suggestions on what to do, the schematics on, hey, Mike, this is open. Mike calling the play to get it there. That's what great coaching does. Now, last week you ripped me alive, and rightfully so, when I said this 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 coaching staff would never get out coached. They, get, they get, did not get out coached Saturday. They were exceptional. Here's the thing, though. And pressure asks this question, what concerns do you have? You want to know the concerns that I have? You've given up 472 yards rushing defensively the last two weeks. Let me say that again. Guys, LSU defensively has given up 472 yards on the ground the last two weeks. Ole Miss is a really good football team running the football. They have really good offensive line. They have really good running backs. Their offensive, their offensive line has shown over and over again that they can get pushed. Their quarterback can run. Jackson Darton, as Brian Kelly mentioned today, of the running quarterbacks that you face so far are dual threat type of quarterbacks. This guy that you're going to see Saturday is better than all of them throwing the football. That's not a shot at, that's not a shot at Anthony Richardson. It's, he's more of a Jordan Travis than he is an Anthony Richardson. I would say that him and Jordan Travis have a lot of similarities. I still think Jackson is not as elite a runner as Jordan is, but he's damn sure as good of a passer as Jordan Travis is. That's the team you're going to see, or guy you're going to see, and there's going to be a lot of times he's just going to run quarterback power with him. Your front seven defensively has got to step up. Now, does that mean you got to play Harold Perkins more? There's a lot of things you got to do. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What I will say is, is your defense has not looked good in the front seven last couple of weeks, and that's got to change. Because, guys, whatever you want to say about Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they're a pass-first team. No, they're not. You better go pop in every film of them this year. They are a run, zone read, counter read, first team. Everything that they do is based off the run game. And if your front seven does not step it up and plays like they did the last two weeks, not only are you going to give up a lot of yards, you're going to give up a lot of points. I'm just being honest. The number seventeen in the country, number seventeen in the country, is coming into town. I'm not, you, I'm not trying to call out individual players, but, how, or however, Ali Gay, 
Jay Roy, Makai Wingo, B.J. Ojolari, Tank Guillory, Micah Baskerville, Greg Penn, Harold Perkins, Mike Jones Jr., who? Guys, you got to step up. You have to step up this week. Honestly, it's the best team that you've played so far outside of Tennessee. They are extremely good offensively and defensively. They can bust a grape. you got to be disciplined on both sides of the ball. You know, look, a lot of people make fun of Lane Kiffin. A lot of people talk trash about Lane Kiffin. The one thing Lane has shown, I think Lane has got a little bit more mature. And he's a, and we've seen that Jeff Lebby, when he left Ole Miss to go to Oklahoma, Lane's offense didn't even slow down. They didn't miss a beat. Now, have they played anybody worth a shit outside of Kentucky? No. But like I said this, and a lot of people ripped me alive when I said this with Florida State. Remember when Florida State played Duquesne? Week zero. And I said, guys, 400 rushing yards is 400 rushing yards. And you got to be careful when a team, it doesn't matter if they're doing that on air. If a team can line up and rush for 400 yards against anybody, it's scary. They did it last week against Auburn. And you know and I know that Auburn is not a pushover in the front seven. They're just not. The flip side of that coin is, as crazy as this may sound, Auburn had their will with Ole Miss and Ole Miss's defense. So as good as they've been defensively at times, Auburn was clapping those cheeks. The game, the game is going to be – look, does LSU have to score points offensively? Sure. No doubt. Do they have to score 28 and above to probably win this game? Yes, no doubt. But I'm going to reemphasize what I said last week about Florida, and you've got to do it here. Guys, if you run for over 150 rushing yards against Ole Miss, you're going to win. You're going to win. you got to stop them to below 150, though. Can you do that? I don't know. But they have two really good backs, a really good quarterback, and a really good play caller in their head coach. Okay, let's get to a couple comments. Carter Bryant in a minute. Ed Reader says, has, uh, hashtag ask Blake, do you think naming KB7 game captain made any difference in his game attitude? No, it was his second game being a uh, game captain. Um, look, I, I think, and thank you, Ed, for the $10 super chat. Look, of my, of my opinion is, is that Kayshawn hears what you're saying. And he stepped it up. Look, I had been critical of Kayshawn, and, and here's the truth. Kayshawn deserved the, the critiques that he was getting. Guys, if, you, if any of you in here have had children, you know that second, third week after birth, you, it starts becoming a little bit of a relief. When your wife's pregnant, it's a tough time. When things start getting in rhythm, <laughs> you might see that kind of Kayshawn booty. Look, and let me say this to Kayshawn too, man. Kayshawn, congratulations, brother. Congratulations. You did not fold and whimper like some would and that some probably told you to do. Some ex-LSU football players that they told you what to do, you didn't listen to them. Good for you, young man. Some of you need to read between the lines. All right, last one, then we're getting to Carter. 
Ole Miss went from a, uh, a two-point favorite to a, a point-and-a-half dog. LSU is gaining some respect and confidence in Vegas. I'm old enough to remember the last time an undefeated top-10 Ole Miss team came to Baton Rouge. I remember that, too. Lenny Fournette went off. Lenny Fournette went off. Uh, what's interesting, though, Pooh, is 71% of the public's vote has voted Ole Miss or has bet Ole Miss, which is really weird because that means Vegas really thinks their LSU is probably a three- or four-point favorite. With the, with the general public voting the way that they are, that's what I think. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I think it was a little bit interesting. Okay. You know what time it is. It's Monday at 7.30. It's time for the Smoothie Prince. If Carter the Bryant were a person he or, or a fictional character, he would be the Smoothie Prince comparison of the Targaryens on Game of Thrones and House of Dragons. Just is. Just is. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. Call to the Power Bryant next. Let's talk about Carol Falls over at State Farm. We return in 45 seconds with bye, the GOAT of film studies. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. I'm going to tell you something, but I want to get to LSU very quickly. Carter, the power, Brian, joining us. How did Will Anderson do this past this past Saturday? I don't know. You tell me. He played, you tell me. He played like absolute dookie. Huh? <laughs> huh? Let me tell you, Carter. Let me tell you something that I didn't. I did not anticipate that you said. You pick Tennessee to win the East. Yeah. Their, their center is the best in the country. The Mays kid is the best center in the country, without question. We'll get to Tennessee in a minute, but I got to give you your props where props is due. You had them winning the East. I think a lot of people didn't, didn't believe you. Here we are. But let's get to one of their opponents in the East. LSU took on Florida and clapped some absolute cheeks. Offensively, you said something like you wanted to jump in a volcano full of eels after watching this offense. Just how great was it, brother? Oh, it was great. It was really good, like you said. And shout out to Ed uh, with the super chat a minute ago. Kayshawn, I mean, he's a story, right? You know, BTJ looked like an alpha out there. That was really good. And Dre did what he did versus Florida, what he normally does versus Florida. He tore him apart. But really, this story, this game was about, you know, obviously Jaden, you know, playing better. But Kayshawn making the catches that he made early in the game to extend drives, Blake. And both of those throws were not good throws, right? He had to wait on the first one and then make a few guys miss. And I cannot stress enough, the most impressive play that any LSU player made was Kayshawn's second catch on the drive. You're talking that- about the one that he got kind of sandwiched. Yes, that is one of the best catches I've ever seen an LSU player make because of a few different reasons, Blake. The first thing is the ball came out of Jaden's hand. Wobbling. It wasn't just 
a wobble. It was a very weird wobble. If let's just say like you watched the ball in midair and you didn't see the quarterback throw it, you would have guessed it was deflected, but that's how the ball actually just came out of his hand. Right. And it is hard to catch a football like that. That ball is sputtering, it is spiraling, it is and he's you're having to wait on it and you get massacred. I mean, he got destroyed and his helmet snapped on the turf. So number 1 making the catch. Number 2 continuing to play at a high level like he did, breaking all the tackles like he did. And like you said a minute ago, Blake, this is a guy that is going to be a first round pick. You know, it's going to take a lot for him to just completely fall off a cliff here. Um, which is just not going to happen. He has an early breakout age in his favor. He's got so much in his favor. And he put his whole body on the line for us. And that showed me a lot. And this is coming from someone last week that started to wonder, hey, maybe Kayshawn should be featured less in this offense because the other receivers were, quite frankly, playing better than him up to this point. And this past week, he just said, look, I'm I'm that dude. I am the best receiver uh in college football that everyone w- was calling him before the season and this game to me what w- w- was about him and how great and locked in he looked and i give bk a lot of credit giving him the captaincy and and playing the way that he did showed me uh he didn't have anything to prove to me or anybody here but it, it showed me a lot and man it, it was really really special i think bk showed everybody why we need to calm down you know like this is still a first year transition I mean, even with Jaden Daniels. And look, Carter, to to be holistically honest, I said this last week, live on this show, they are are so close to busting it wide open. And I think that me and you had had that conversation. And and just the sense of, Carter, you can't have that many drops. Look, everything's going wrong. Okay, at some point, you're not going to drop the football and things are just going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And Jaden was hitting his stride. And look, were some of those wobblers? Yes, but they were there. You know what the yeah. you know, talking about Kayshawn very quickly, you know what the best catch to me was? I agree with you. But man, the third down slant where he caught it across from his body <sighs> and then had it like he kind of went back and then up. Yeah. Buddy, we're down 21 14, right? Like you don't get that third down. And what's crazy is, Carter, they're running cover three, okay? Like, the worst coverage that you could be doing in that in that specific scenario, <laughs> he threw it in case Sean made a play. I came – you can ask the people who were here. I came out my chair. I'm like, it's a horrible read, but it's a fantastic play. But Jaden was in rhythm. I want to ask you, ask you about this. I was not able to watch all of your film study. I, maybe the first five minutes, I apologize. Yeah. I got to go back and watch it. To me – it, it, this is why Jaden knows what he's doing. Carter, they ran a lot of cover three all night long. The same yeah. to Kayshawn Booty that was a little underthrown, it was okay that it was a little underthrown. Kayshawn would have gotten blasted. The biggest pass to me on this and how I knew Jaden knew what he was reading and seeing, the Cole Taylor seam. Because you yeah. know and I know when it's a cover three, that inside seam is the best thing that you can do. He was just on point was Jaden Daniels. When you broke down this film – and what I just said, did you see a lot of the cover three, a lot of those same things as well? Yeah, that's what Florida did a lot of versus Missouri. And I'm just going to throw this out here, and it's not a shot. It's fine. But uh, you you got this a lot on your channel. I This was actually some of the most hate I've ever gotten as a YouTuber. Talking right? about Jaden. Well, it's actually not about Jaden. It's about Corey Raymond, right? Oh, God, uh, he deserves it. 
And 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 the, the the here's the truth. Okay, here's the truth. When I did a video at the time saying, "Look, Corey was a great coach at LSU. Uh, you know, he's going to recruit well at Florida, which is what he's doing now." But the train's going to keep moving. It's it's okay. You know, you wanted to go somewhere else, and LSU might have wanted to go their own ways. It's not the end of the world. It wasn't. And once again, a quarter aim at secondary is not playing well. Okay, I'm, I just wanted to point that out, right? Because you got it. I got it. Um, it but people treated that as if it was a doomsday scenario. Agreed. Uh, uh, Agreed. For, for, for and and look, our secondary has a lot of work to do. It's not playing well, and we'll probably talk about that in a second. But I just wanted to point that out really quickly. Now, to your point about Jaden Daniels, yeah, the throw the Cole was really good. That was one of the first throws we've seen Jaden throw where Cole wasn't quite completely open yet, but all his cleats were planted into the ground, and the spiral was tight. Now, just because a spiral is tight or not tight doesn't mean if a throw is good or not good. But that time, the ball came out confidently. He wasn't fading away. He was stepping up into it. And a lot of that also has to do with number 66 being back in the lineup. And I was really happy to see him get credit for being the SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week, Will Campbell. Um, that, that was huge. That was absolutely huge. So, you know, for me, Blake, huge step forward for Jane, and hopefully that continues versus Ole Miss this weekend. That, you know, let, let, let's be honest, Florida's – they're not being coached well defensively. Tony, I think, you know, in the SEC is might be a little over his head. Uh, Corey Raymond secondary, once again, for the third consecutive year – I'll defend Corey with some of the schemes from the past couple of years, but this is the third. These, these are just the facts. This is the third consecutive year a, a secondary under Corey Raymond's tutelage just has looked disheveled, getting looked, roasted like a marshmallow during a s'mores marathon. Call it like it, it is. They're not playing well. They are not playing well at all. So you know, for me, let's see what happens versus Ole Miss. Another defense that had a rough weekend this past weekend in the SEC. And one thing that's very interesting about Ole Miss is like LSU, they've had no bye weeks up to this point. So this is a defense that is going to also be tired, kind of like what the LSU defense is right now. Look, I, I can't really, Carter, I, I mean, we could talk in all the live long day about the offense, and maybe we should. I'll ask you one more question, and then we'll get to defense because it's where yeah. I want to spend a lot of my our time here tonight. Because, look. You can't get much better than six straight drives and six touchdowns. There's just not a lot you can break down. Third down, they were fantastic. They might need to get better on first and second down to make those third downs a yeah. little bit more manageable. But look, man, I, third down is the money down. Josh Williams, mm. inject his – whatever he does, Carter pass blocking. I, I honestly thought – Yes, he went for 100 yards rushing. Yes, he had the 51-yard carry. Yes, he broke a lot of arm tackles. That's not what I was most impressed by him by. Pass blocking was the yeah. the chips. Look, I love number 50 more than anybody, and I love Emory Jones more than anybody. He got work sometimes, and then here came Josh Williams to declete some people. Brother, you feed off of stuff like that. He just gives you what you need. Like, every time so, – if you notice in press conferences – Anytime Brian Kelly is asked about Josh Williams, he gives that little Boston smirk, like smart talk, Josh Williams. Yeah, huh? You know, uh, like yeah. he just, he loves talking about the young man. Yeah, it reminds him a lot of Kyron Williams at Notre Dame, right? A really, right. you know, 
just a really gritty back. And look, Josh Williams just got better. You know, it's rare that you see a player improve this much. And this is a former walk-on that you should cheer for. And look, this is one thing the LSU offense has been missing is broken tackles from their running backs. Yes. And I think Josh Williams is starting to kind of become that guy along with John Emery. John's playing really well He's running hard. Carter, when he caught that pass for the touchdown, I squealed like a little girl. Let's go. (laughs) I love it, man. I love that John's getting this shine. Uh, He's starting to give you some five-star level production. He was my highest graded player versus Tennessee and uh, on offense. And, you know, John's playing really well. So, you know, that's huge when you have a running back that's actually going out there and breaking tackles. And what makes it interesting is LSU – blew the assignment they florida had their best defensive tackle javon dexter unblocked did he not come unblocked yeah he was unblocked he was sitting right there the play was poorly blocked and that was one of the instances where lsu's running backs created the play on their own it wasn't a perfectly blocked play and that is a play caller's dream right the play's not executed well but the players still go out there and, and get it done and you know, yes, Florida's defense is tired. Yes, they're thin. Yes, they may not be that good. But a broken tackle is still a broken tackle, especially in the SEC. In the oh. SEC, especially considering that was early in the third and they had just gotten out of the halftime break. So everybody's fresh, fresh, ready to go. It's about as even as you possibly can, can, can be in that spot. And Josh just set the tone. That was absolutely big. All right. I want to spend a lot of my time here. Okay, because look, we we talk so much offense, and we talk yeah. so much about how horrible Paul Jane starting us. I'm not going down that route because it's too easy, Carter. I want this team to win, and look, I don't know how you feel about Ole Miss, but I'm going to tell you this: they make me so nauseous in thinking about them because of how our front seven's playing against the run. Carter, our, our defensive line is getting beat. This is two straight weeks. They've given up a total of 472 yards on the ground. It's not as if the Tennessee or Florida did something miraculous in the running game. They are lining up and punching you in the face. It is a massive concern. I have a massive concern about this front seven right now. And I, I know I'm not crazy on this one, but in your film study, what are you seeing? Some of it's game, right? Um, okay. So the Montrell Johnson run was um, called a not slant a to wide side of the field or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was a pitch to the left, and <clears throat> you overload blitz uh, to the opposite side of the string, and that could leave your defense very, very, very exposed. And that's what happened, right? Um, and honestly, you know, the Anthony Richardson run just sucked. I mean, that's just it's inexcusable stuff. That's that it's legit a a coach will go crazy if you see that many broken tackles but Savian Jones was held on the play I don't care okay still got to bring Anthony Richardson down in that spot you're not like BK said and you're not going to strip the football in that spot and something else that it's really big right there is you want to force the other team's offense to execute in the red zone. So let, let's take the, uh, the the Anthony Richardson missed tackle. Just bring him down. Just bring him down. Because an 80-yard touchdown run is obviously 
way worse than making them have to execute inside of the 20 when the field compresses, right? The book on Florida is they're an explosive play offense, and they continued that versus LSU. They break a lot of tackles. They get a lot of deep passes. And look, you know, I – you know, you don't really sometimes understand how good a player is and unless he's just out. Major Burns is a really good football player. He's a really freaking good football player. And LSU has been missing the daylights out of number 28. He plays a lot with a lot of heart. You could tell this means a lot to him being from Baton Rouge. And LSU has not really been the same since he's been out of the lineup. So, especially in run fits. Especially in run fits. So... You know, the, uh, a rough game for Jay Ward. Obviously, uh, you know, Converse gets beat for the second time on a, on a deep pass. Was that entirely his fault? Should no. he have had safety up right. over the top? Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't entirely his fault. But 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 still, you, you this has got to get cleaned up. Now, this is a big question. Should you panic about Matt House? Should you panic about the defense adjusting? And the answer to that is... Maybe. Defenses are tired right now, Blake. They're tired, okay? Look at the SEC. You weren't the only team this past weekend that had their, in your words, claps cheeked over the over the past weekend. This was one of the highest scoring claps weekends. Cheeks clapped, you mean? <laughs> claps, claps cheeked. Cheeks clapped. Cheeks clapped. Uh, you but put the, the adjective before the verb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Still> English. <laughs> my mom, is, my mom has never been more proud as an English teacher. Continue. I know. I know. That's what a two seven GPA gives uh, <laughs> you. And I graduated in journalism. Right? Oh man, uh, I graduated and I got to get the shit up out of here. It's too much money. Uh, 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 uh. But yeah, you know, you, you, you do worry about the explosive play thing. You do worry about fatigue. <laughs> And here's the thing, right? Ole Miss has got the best set of running backs right now in the SEC. They are really, really, really good. Their offensive line is really, really, really good. And Lane is really, really, really good. So hopefully this defense gets better. Carter, the problem I have with – so here's the thing. It's a double-edged sword because I think two, two things can be true at the same time, right? Number one, I agree with you. I do think that they're limping and need to get to the bye week. I know everybody's laughing, saying Carter tried in the comments. I see it. Okay. <laughs> Number one, I agree with you. I think that they're tired. Here's the problem I have with that. So is the offensive line too, right? Like Osiris Torrance wasn't there this week. He's their best offensive lineman, and you still got pushed around up front. That yeah. is my issue, Okay. Look, when I when I pop in the the I think it's wheels on YouTube, when I just like on the way to work or I'm sitting there for lunch and I'm watching it and I'm watching 99 and 18 get pushed around, it's things I do not like to see. I I, yeah. do, I, I agree with you on this. I think it's scheme on Matt House's part and I think he's trying a little too much when things go wrong. Here's the thing, here's what I think ultimately is going on. When they get tired, they're reverting back to their old ways under Orgeron. Am I wrong? I agree. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. And I do think – well, let me, let me put it this way. Uh, Harold Perkins was really good for us this past weekend. He had another Agreed. Right. Uh, Basketball still led the team in tackles. Outside of that, 
linebacker is a major position of liability. Um, you right think now. Greg Penn? You think Greg Penn's been a little bit of liability, a bit, a bit of a liability? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's 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 been a rough couple of weeks for them, and something else. It's uh, for for him in particular. But you know, I don't I don't ever like to just single out just one person. It's, I it's, I understand that. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but like, but everybody's got to play better, right? And I know that's like a coach's kind of thing, whatever. And you know, you when when you do film studies, you do say this person, that person, and the mistakes do get you know begin to get piled up, and everybody's playing hard. Also, something else, Blake, that is very important to keep in mind is a lot of these guys are playing a lot of special teams reps. And, you know, it it, it, it gets exhausting when you only have a certain amount of scholarship guys. I know that's an excuse, but it's just, you know, a reality of the situation that LSU is in right now. And look, you know, that, that part of the game has got to get better as well. Um I do think this is true as well, Blake, as far as like defense is concerned, is I I do think this is typical, right? Um, you know, when teams get more film on who you are defensively, it does begin to get a little bit more difficult for you as a play caller. Because Agreed. a big reason why Matt was having so much success is he was getting very exotic. And look, they were exotic it. Saturday too, to some extent. Yeah. yeah, and you know the basketball blitz was was really clutch. Um, even the Jay Ward, even the Jay Ward. I know that it was a penalty, but Carter was that not? I mean, it was really exotic, and it was the same pressure that Greg Brooks got home on versus Tennessee. Right. And look, I, I I I like Matt a lot. He has been really 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 good for LSU. This happens though, and I do think one thing is very key. While we do talk about the defensive struggles, and Brian Kelly does stress the importance of tackling, this is modern football. This is an offensive game. It's just how it is now. You're going to have weeks where your defense looks like absolute dog crap. This is normal, right? So, you know, I, I said before the year began that going um, Napier Lane and before that, you know, Hypel. Um, and I, I was obviously, you know, really high on Tennessee before the year began. They were number two on my SEC power ratings on by Alabama. Um, you know, it, it, the, I, I circled this part of the LSU schedule as a brutal stretch. It is. And, and B- Billy's done a great job coaching up that offense. They have done a re- – they're, they're, these are two really good offenses that, that you've played in a row, and now you're getting arguably the best play caller of the three in a row. Now, here's the thing. The good thing is LSU's offense is playing better and you feel better about them in a shootout in that spot. The next big thing, though, no, for no, no, me. No. What happened? I'm just getting my phone. Are you startled? Listen, she is going to come I, in there and get her phone and yeah, you yeah, ain't going to say phone. shit about it. You hear me? I'm coming here to get my phone. Now, I, I I was I, I my, door, my, my my door's kind of messed up. Now, I, I I just heard a bong. Oh, dude! I heard. It. I was like, oh shit! He done fucked up. He left the toilet. He left the toilet seat up. That's what I thought. Well, this actually happened this weekend, and I no, you no, left no, the no, toilet no, no, seat no, up this weekend. No, no, no. no, no, no. Even worse. Even worse. So Simper was in here. There's a lot of uh, uh, so I did the post game live stream. Uh huh from the hotel room right and 
you know, we, we were in Chicago this past yeah. weekend. And I, I look at the, the thermostat, and the thermostat was, like, right next to where we were, and it was hot. I felt like a rotating piece of chicken at a gas station <laughs> at 3 p.m. Okay, and 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 Simper Simper knows exactly what happened. So I looked, and the thermostat was on eighty three degrees. Oh hell no! Uh uh. I I wanted to pack up and catch a red eye to New Orleans for the Saints Bengals game. I wanted to leave. I look as eighty three. We're in a hotel room. There's no electricity bill. It's eighty three degrees. Um. But yeah, she'll 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 barge into a live stream. She doesn't. I'm she coming to get my phone. Don't get my phone, man. The the Snapchat from her friend Michelle could not have waited. It could not have waited. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, uh, it, I, I I love her to death. I but if I hear another Harry Styles song, I'm going to go crazy. How was it? You like it very quickly? Was it okay? Yeah. Oh, Harry Styles is great. It was a great show. Well, what was what was crazier was I got to see Chris Rock. My my bucket list. Oh, my bucket really? List yeah, I got was Will rock. Smith there? Well, you know what's funny, and this is what makes Rock so good, is he did like he, he did like a joke it, about it. He did one. He did like three minutes on it. He didn't like he could have hammed it up and did an hour just on that. Uh, you need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh, man, he was. He, he was it was phenomenal, but yeah, the whole weekend in Chicago was, was great. The deep dish pizza was a little, little overrated, a little, a little overrated. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Carter the Power Bryant. <laughs> no, no, I am a I love deep dish. Deep dish is the best kind of pizza there is, but a little overrated, okay. a little. Rotisserie Carter is your new nickname. You had Smoothie Prince. Now your rotisserie, your rotisserie chicken Carter, I guess, is your new, uh, is your new nickname. Carter, let's get to Lane, Lane Kiffin, really quickly in this Ole Miss team, brother. They give me the bubble guts. I, I hate to say it like that. Yeah. They just do. I, I think. Look, a lot of people credited Jeff Levy, and they should have with the offense that they had with Matt Corral. I call horseshit after what we've seen. I think that that's always been Lane. Yeah, buddy, they run the football at a very high level. If you put too many in the box, they're going to hit you with a quick slant. They're going to hit you with a quick hitch, and then they're off the road, off to the races with Mingo. And if you if you drop out in the box, which nobody's really done in them, which is a little wild, they played a little off of them. I'm interested to see what happens if a team covers the box on Ole Miss. What Lane can do? Can Jackson Dart throw them to a win? It's the best chance that LSU has is maybe to guard the box a little bit and make Jackson Dart beat them through the air. That's what I would do, right? Like, I, I would that's play. exactly what I would do, Carter. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I the, the one thing, man, they're so good at hitting explosive runs, and that this is, I mean, some of the best backs Lane has ever had. They actually are big time difference makers. And Quinshawn Judkins, what a great name for a true freshman back. The kid can really play. Zach Evans can really play. And look, they've gotten you know some good wide receiver play from Malik Keith and Jonathan Mingo as well. Um, Lane's a really good play caller. It's all there is to it. He sequences things really well. A lot of the things, uh, a lot of his offense complements each other really, really, really well. He does a good job of giving you a bunch of different looks, but he'll give you a lot of the same looks, but run different plays out of those looks, which confuses defenses even more. Agreed. So, man, he's just... He's he's just elite. He's one of the best play callers we've ever seen in the sport, and 
we're seeing what he's able to do with Ole Miss. So yeah, you should be getting um, your 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 bubble guts here uh, because Lane is really 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 special. All right, we do have a Glizzy question for you to to wrap the show up. So don't you guys don't let me forget that about the Glizzy yeah, question. Let's do it. Um, <clears throat> all right, last one about Ole Miss. And I want to get to Tennessee with you really, really quick with Tennessee yeah. and uh, uh, Alabama. Um, <laughs> Carter, how do you think this game matches up with LSU and Ole Miss? Do you think that because the line has moved so significantly? Number one, why do you think that is, and how do you think LSU matches up? Yeah, so I saw you listening to the stats earlier about, you know, sharp money, even though the public is all in on Ole yeah, Miss. Yeah, 71% to start the show picked Ole Miss. So let's take a look at Ole Miss, you know, at a bird's eye view, if you will, right? Like, they've played one good team up to this point, and that is Kentucky, right? Um, you know, I hammered the Ole Miss over-under preseason win total pretty quickly. What was it? Uh, just, it was seven or eight? Yeah, I was seven. Okay, and um, man, that I was, I was like, okay, uh, they got the softest schedule, toughest team in their first seven weeks is going to be at home versus Kentucky. Georgia Tech sucks. Uh, Vanderbilt sucks, and you know, uh, the Kentucky win was was actually pretty flawed. There was a lot of things that uh, a lot of breaks went Ole Miss. Uh, honestly, all the breaks went in Ole Miss's favor in that game. Um, Injuries, bad calls, touchdowns here or there. And, you know, the Ole Miss looked very beatable in, in that spot. And I think part of that is, you know, LSU's played far better teams than, than Ole Miss has up to this point. Also, Ole Miss's defense, they had a lot of transfers, right? A lot of people talk about, well, LSU's defense has a lot of transfers. Ole Miss lost a lot on their defense. I don't think that they have this Sam Williams type of difference maker up front like they had in years past with Williams uh, on that defensive line. I still think they're a good unit. Charlie Partridge obviously, you know, has had a good, you know, first couple of games here, first half of the season here uh, with Dole Miss. But I think that's, I think that's part of it. And, you know, LSU playing at home and, you know, Brian Kelly is starting to get this team to play better football. So I don't know exactly what that thing is i'm still a little early in my own evaluations as well and hopefully uh hopefully lsu was able to get it done uh i got to admit you were wrong i was right tennessee is fantastic anywho <laughs> um no okay seriously i i'm not surprised that they beat alabama i, I mean i was i did not pick tennessee to win because i mean look i, I just i've got to a point where i'm just not gonna look i i Everybody knows it would have been an emotional take, okay? It, because, look, Saban's still Saban. They only lost by three on the road. They're still a really good team. Brother, Tennessee. And, and listen, I came up with this crazy scenario. People have been telling me I'm, I'm crazy and I'm stupid all week for saying this. Bro, if Tennessee loses to Georgia and Alabama wins out and Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game and you have three okay, one-loss SEC teams, it's really hard for me to tell you to keep Tennessee out. Because yeah. at that point, you beat they beat the SEC East, or the SEC champ. I, look, I, I just – Tennessee's so good, but in, in reference to the game, man, they were getting – look, the Dallas Turner, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you call that? The scoop and score, the Kool-Aid yeah. McKentry. They got some breaks, and they fall back, and they won. Tell me that wasn't the funnest game that you had seen since LSU Bama 2019 because it was for me. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was the best SEC game, you know, you can really even imagine, right? It was good, you know, seeing what they were able to do. Now, what's funny is if you go check out Power Hour SEC, my new SEC channel, um, the final kick actually shouldn't have counted. There was a, a, a missed call there at the end. What What, what uh, was it? Well, you got to go to check out the video. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. sorry. I'm kidding. I, I know. I'll let, I'll let people know. They just got to promise they got to no, go No, no. Go to the video. channel. No, go to the channel. No, You're no, no, no. I, I'm going to say it, the kicker committed a false start penalty. Okay. Yeah, it, it was very slight. Uh, but a former NFL kicker actually, you know. Is the one that pointed, pointed it, out. it out? Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw it. And then I was like, let me see if anyone else is talking about this. So I was like, oh, a former NFL kicker was like, that was a false start. Um, What's so wild is remember Terrence Cody with Lane Kiffin and blocked that kick. Oh, I, yeah. I, I was a lot like, man, is this how it's going to happen again? They're going to go into overtime and lose. Yeah. God, that would have been crazy. But continue. Yeah. Like, look, I, I was really high on Tennessee before the year, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I've gotten a lot of messages. You know, how did you know what 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 pointed out? Well, they do the most important thing in football, which is score points, and they have a huge heart yard per play. <laughs> Average. You deserve that's a clap it. for that. That's it. Hypo <laughs> I mean. um, is a very forward thinker, right? He spaces you out, and it's just tough. It's really, really tough to guard them. And look, what a uh, a great way to look at it is, you know, LSU was like, look, we, we can't even put our best player on the field because we think he's going to get schemed out. You know, And, and look, he kind of got schemed out a little bit to some extent last week. Look, I mean, yeah. when you're throwing the football, I mean, look, they're giving Harold as an example, Carter. They're giving him three things, and that's what makes Josh Heupel so good when you got to take your best player off because of that. Yeah, and as, as you point out, the kick was partially blocked. So the reason why that false start was so key is – he got a quicker run-up to the kick because of it. And if he didn't, that block would have probably been a little bit more flush because the ball barely made it over the post. So, you know, as you know, Blake, playing on the line, you know, I'm sure you've done field goal blocks before. In order to really block a kick and – and because there, there's a lot of kicks that actually go through that get a little tip. Pause. Uh, that, 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 uh, I, I, I wanted I, I wanted to get it before Pooh Bear came in on the pause. Oh, he was I, coming. I, pause. Yeah, I knew I knew, I knew I knew he was I knew he was ready. Pooh comes pause, all pause. night long. He comes with pause. it. Yeah. I, pause. Uh, but still, the the ball was partially blocked, and you know it, it would have changed it. The the false start changed the outcome of that play. Agreed. Uh, so. You know, it, it was very key, but more so than just that. Hendon Hooker's a magician. Bryce Young is a magician. You're very lucky to see, you know, that quarterback duel between two, you know, SEC greats. And Hooker is now, you know, the favorite to win Heisman. It, it's his to lose now. Um, if he continues to play well, if he beats Georgia, it, it's pretty much locked up, quite honestly. So, man, great game. Obviously, you know, part of why I picked Tennessee before the year is that they did return so much offensively. I love the Brew McCoy transfer. And they're doing this without Cedric Tillman, which is, you know, truly incredible. So give Hypo a lot of credit. Give uh, Hinden Hooker a lot of credit. And like you said, Cade Mays, give that offensive line a lot of credit as well. Mays the best center in the country. Write it down. He's 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 Kelsey 2.0. All right, Carter, we've I've, I've, he is. Dude, they're the same height and weight. 
Oh wow, that's, uh, that's same height and weight. You want to hear something even weirder? I yeah. so with centers, this is so stupid. I look into GPA scores. Same GPA. Oh wow, that's cool. Three point huh? three point huh? seven huh? nine. Huh? It's kind of freaky, but look, there's a there was a play, and look, they Alabama runs a lot of stunts. It's Pete Golden's calling card, and he does it with Will Anderson. They were they were so inconfident in their guard play, Tennessee was, that they were sending Mays to whatever side that uh, uh, Will Anderson was on, and he was clapping him all night long. Look, I, I'm going to tell you this. Will Anderson Will Anderson better come with it now because Kate, the Mays was knocking him in the dirt, Carter. Go back and watch it, dude. I'm going to go look at this a little bit closer. Look, I'll, 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 I'll record, screen record it and send it to you. Mays Please was see. clapping them cheeks. Look, after the second time, Will Anderson didn't want nothing of it. I'm telling you, I was proud of him. I was proud of it. But I say that, watch Will Anderson have 77 sacks the remainder of the season. <laughs> I'm going to give you one thing really quickly, though. Okay. As far as LSU's rest of the schedule is concerned, KJ Jefferson had another great game versus for he far did. He I mean, did. He is truly carrying this team, and they are a completely different team with him healthy. LSU still has him coming up. So, you see, it's a murderer's row. You got all these different types of quarterbacks that are athletic and they're good. And, man, he's he's truly, truly special as well. So, it's going to be a tough couple of weeks to have for LSU. And, Blake, we'll see you next week, man. Peace. Thanks, buddy. You know I love you, and you're my favorite. We'll see you next week. See you, bud. All right, that's Carter the Power Bryant. Let's do this. Let's end it with this. Let's get to one last break, and then we'll get out of here. None better than good friends over at Gramco. Guys, we return 45 seconds to close it out. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. I forgot to ask Carter about did he eat a Chicago glizzy. Andrew Paul's hub wanted to know how many Chicago glizzies he scarfed down. Uh, but he says, see you. Thanks, everyone. Stroud is a great pick as well. But Hendon will be everything in his favor if he beats UGA. I agree with that. Uh, let's end it here. We'll, we'll talk a lot of SEC this week. I thought Auburn, look, it's only a matter of time before Harson's gone if he hasn't already internally told he's been gone, which some believe that he has been already told internally that he's not going to be back next season. Um, look, I, I think Mississippi State is who they, who, you know, they were who they were. But it comes down to what does Ole Miss do this week? Can Alabama rebound? Uh, does LSU take a step forward with Brian Kelly? And the ultimate matchup will be Georgia and Tennessee in a couple of weeks. Tennessee's got, I think, what, UT Martin this week, Pooh? 
I think they got UT Martin this week, and then they have Georgia or somebody else, and then Georgia. It comes down to that game. Tennessee can do it. I want to end it with here. I want to end it with this, though. When can we – hold on. What, what's this dude saying? Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, come on the show then, Stephen, with your Daniel hairline. It says, can Gramco help with my, mall, my bald or my male pattern baldness? Maybe. Maybe. I do love that. Speaking of Gramco, here they are. They, they, they say, thanks for the shout-out. We love our Tiger friends. Look at that, baby. Look at that, Stephen A. Go to thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25, brother. God, Gramco is so fantastic. Uh, let me end it here. Guys, I was in the Dome yesterday. I Look, the Saints are bad. It is what it is. Your record indicates who you are. They're a bad football team. They're older. They're getting older. You traded probably your best DB for a packet of ketchup and a and a Chick-fil-A, you know, Chick-fil-A sauce, a raisin cane sauce. Look what CJ Garner Johnson did last night against the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Bottom line is, is if anybody should have known what Joe Burrow can, should, will do. It should have been Dennis Allen. Not because he watched more film than everybody, but, bro, you've been in this state. You know exactly who Joe Burrow is. Selling for field goals, not going for it. Look, I, I get it, but Joe Burrow is him. He Joe Burrow is him. You can get mad at me, Saints fans, all you want to. Dennis Allen is not a successful head coach. He wasn't at the Raiders. He isn't right now. He isn't. You can blame quarterback play. You can blame a lot of things. You had chances to win, and you folded. I'm not calling for Dennis Allen's job. I'm not calling for his head. I don't like doing that a lot until it fully warrants it. It took me probably eight weeks too late to call for Paul Maneri to say, look, man, there needs to be a change. And ultimately, you saw what we, they had in Jay Johnson. When you hire from within, you better not miss. You better not miss. Keeping Pete Carmichael was a mistake. It was a mistake. It's going to continue to make be a mistake. Now you know why the Saints did everything they could for Jameis Winston. I mean for Jameis Winston. For Deshaun Watson. Sex scandal and everything. Because they knew that Jameis wasn't going to be ready. They knew that he was going to be injury prone. They knew something. You go and get a backup in the Red Rocket and Andy Dalton. You're making bad decisions. Your best quarterback is not even playing after Taysom Hill went off the following week. Literally the week before Taysom Hill went off. Guys, he didn't get enough, he didn't get enough touches. Mike Thomas isn't playing. Jarvis Landry isn't playing. Guys, you're not that good. The Saints are just not that good. You can say whatever you want. You can get mad. They're not playing like a good team. They are not a playoff team. You hired a coach that went 8-28, and 28, I believe, and I don't, I, off the top of my head. I don't know Dennis Allen's record at, at, with the Raiders, but I'm pretty sure it was 8-28. and 28, And you expected him to come here with Sean Payton's uh, uh, tutelage and have success. He didn't. He's not going to. Not right now. You wanted him. You got him. He said he didn't. Uh, the Saints didn't trade Marcus Williams. I, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. Marcus Williams wasn't here. I mean, you went through, and you know what I mean. You went through spring or, or training camp a little bit with C.J. Gardner Johnson. Come on, Tyron Matthew, love him to death. He's playing horrible. 
He's playing horrible. Morgan Phillips says Matthew has definitely lost his step. I hate to say that. Chase ran, ran right by him. Yes. But you should have known that Joe Burrow is him. Is what it is. All right, guys. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. We'll see you soon. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.